Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I am Billy Embody. Thank you for listening. It's been a minute, but we have a lot to get to. I'm back off the wedding weekend, which was beautiful, getting to marry Michelle. So thank you guys for hanging in there with us as we dropped a bunch of getting to know the LSU 2022 signee pieces to kind of keep you guys at bay um, and uh, allowed me to uh, marry the love of my love of my life. So we are back, recovered, ready to go. The month of June is about to be crazy for LSU. And we have a lot to get to on the podcast. And we're going to lead off with the latest commitment. And that is on the basketball side of things. And so we're going to go back just a few days before um, I took off for the weekend. Sean Phillips, four-star big man uh, out of Dayton, Ohio, committed to LSU. The six, or the seven-foot, 250-pounder was the final piece of the puzzle for this class of 2022 and the 2022-2023 roster for Matt McMahon, Georgetown, Kansas State, NC State, where he was committed earlier this spring, and numerous others were in on the four-star big man. Kansas State did host him along with LSU for an official visit, but Sean Phillips did not end up making an official visit, an official visit to Georgetown, um, where a lot of people thought he was going to uh, give a shot to in his recruitment. Instead, he goes ahead and commits to LSU. And this is a big land, rounds out the, the roster for Matt McMahon, gives them another big man to have in the mix. Um, and, and this is one where, look, I mean, borderline four-star prospect, according to the on three consensus um, and on three, we have him as the number 101 overall prospect in the class. And he now walks into a front court that has KJ Williams, the Murray State transfer. Um, there is a four-star big man, Jalen Reed, uh, as well as uh, Cornelius Williams, uh, one of LSU's additions out of the high school ranks, uh, who was uh, committed and signed to play for Matt McMahon at Murray. They also add uh, Mississippi State forward Derek Fountain, uh, Kendall Coleman out of Northwestern State. Um, and really, this is now a team, uh, and if you, if you look at five-star forward Tyrell Ward as well, you could say he's a front court guy. He's probably more of a combo three, four forward, um, could play a little bit on the wing there as well. So LSU now has its roster complete. You know, you get Sean Phillips on board. He's a, the final piece of that puzzle. You know, LSU was after a secret um, transfer. A lot of people talked about, um, you know, him being a guy that, uh, would, would, you know, probably end up at LSU. They were battling Kansas State really in the end. Um, but once uh, the secret transfer visitor that LSU had on campus, which was Kenny Lofton Jr., the Louisiana Tech big man, once he decided to stay in the NBA draft, this really opened the door for Sean Phillips to jump on board with the Tigers. Um, and, and now they get somebody who's not a grad transfer not, Probably going to help them immediately as far as major minutes goes, but they do get him for the 2022-2023 season, allows him to develop, allows him to come off the bench, um, and really just kind of, um, you know, contribute if he can. Uh, he's somebody that I think, you know, we've watched big men come to LSU and, you know, at least under Will Wade, probably kind of middle between overachieve and and underachieve there's not really been too many guys that are just kind of 
there, if that makes sense. Um, you know, Efton Reed, Nas Reed had huge expectations. You know, obviously Nas is playing in the NBA, um, so he's doing just fine. But as far as what people expected, both probably didn't live up to the hype. Tari Eason comes in, blows everyone away. Um, Emmett Williams kind of underachieves. You know, you looked at all those guys. So looking at the big men, I, I would say this is one where he has a chance to kind of play it down the middle, really. You know, borderline three, four, four star. Somebody that is a seven-footer, big, big body, but doesn't have to come in right away and, and play major minutes. You know, that's what K.J. Williams is for. That's what some of these other additions are for. He's somebody that can settle into the college game a little bit and see where the chips fall. Now, if he overachieves, that's great. That's a huge, huge win for LSU um, as far as its uh, roster for this year goes. Um, you know, I would say probably temper expectations a little bit, but a really quality land to round out the roster. When you look at the bottom part of this roster, so to speak, one scholarship could be for Trey Hannibal. He's got to get approved to be eligible, um, one of the transfers from Murray. And then you have, you know, some guys that, you know, certainly could be, um, you know, just log in a few minutes a game, um, honestly, coming off the bench. Uh, we'll we'll kind of see what that looks like. You know, Justice Williams could be that guy. Um, Cornelius Williams, the Murray, former, former Murray State signee, could be that guy. Sean Phillips could be in that 10th spot, you know, so to speak, overall. Uh, and that would be just fine for his first year. And then, uh, you know, guys like K.J. Williams, um, Kendall Coleman, uh, you know, others will kind of have a chance to establish themselves for this season. And then you see where the chips fall, um, you know, for for uh, Sean Phillips as he kind of develops. So Sean Phillips, the last piece of the puzzle for LSU in the class of 2022 and for the roster for the season. A good quality pickup for the Tigers um, and Matt McMahon. I mean, just what a terrific job uh, done by this entire staff to get him on board. Um, you know, Cody Topper was the lead on him. Uh, and, and certainly uh, the entire staff has pulled their weight, whether it be transfers or high school prospects. LSU, I mean, let's just say no one else really makes any last-minute ads. LSU finishes number 16th in the country, according to the On3 consensus basketball team recruiting rankings. Really, really impressive. Uh, just overall, uh, this is a, a, a reshaped roster, certainly one that now you look at, uh, they've got a chance to be pretty good uh, in the SEC this year. So really good job by the staff to put this all together. Without any further ado, it's time to check back in on the football side of things. If you're not on the BengalTiger.com, sign up for a seven-day free trial. Uh, maybe you want to wait a couple days just so you get both camps uh, covered next week. If you want to uh, sign up for that seven-day trial, you'd get the first two LSU camps, one skills camp, one offensive lineman, defensive lineman camp covered. Uh, as far as our takeaways, our our intel, um, as well as the first official visit weekend. So check us out because it is about to really roll in the month of June for Brian Kelly in, and his staff. And it's been impressive to watch. And, and over the last week or so, they've really stacked some official visitors up that, um, you know, ones that probably kind of surprise you to an extent. Um, and look, we're going to look ahead next week. The next week's pod is going to look ahead to the June 3rd visit weekend uh, and and really what that looks like uh, with, with the guys that are coming in. Uh, pretty much all of them we already knew about. Uh, the newest addition is Collins, uh, and I'm going to butcher this one, Achiampong, uh, out of California. 
Uh, he's a two-way prospect, tight end, edge, um, 6'8", 230 pounds, a, a really intriguing prospect that now joins Kendrick Gilbert, the four-star defensive lineman, Christian Gray, the four-star defensive back, and three-star defensive back, Jeremiah Hughes, as the official visitors for next weekend. Um, but Collins is interesting. You know, 6'8", 230 pounds, out of the state of California. Uh, he added LSU into the mix. Miami was supposed to be the one that got a visit. Instead, it's LSU. Credit to them for chipping away at him. Michigan, USC, Oregon have been the kind of you know favorites. Um, and earlier this month, he was at Oregon. Uh, he's been at USC. Uh, it, it's really uh, been an interesting recruitment as he released his top six earlier uh, this spring with USC, UCLA, Michigan, Miami, Oregon, and Washington. So now LSU's the one that gets one of the official visits. He's set to commit on July 1st as of now. We'll see if that sticks, but you know, LSU is going to lead off and try to put their best foot forward um, with him and, and see where the chips fall. Um, you know, he's somebody that I think you really got to look at and, um, you know, say, okay, um, this is a prospect that uh, LSU is just going to take their swing at and see really where it goes from there. Uh, and, you know, who can blame them? Uh, they're really, really, um, you know, I think going through all sorts of different avenues to try to get these guys um, on board and and at least check out Baton Rouge, get around the new the, the new program under Brian Kelly, and finally the other new addition is Jaden Rashada is expected to be back on campus for his first official visit of the summer uh, or the month of June I should say. Uh, the top 100 prospect on the on three consensus will be at LSU June 3rd as well. The Elite 11 finalist uh, has checked out, uh, uh, is getting ready to check out Florida. Um, he has uh, already checked out Ole Miss. Texas A&M is in the mix. I mean, this one is going to get interesting. And, um, you know, Florida uh, is getting to host him right before the holiday weekend. So they're in the mix as well. This is going to be a really interesting recruitment. Uh, I think he's one of those key quarterback domino pieces uh, that you look at in the class 2023, and that'll kind of help determine where some of these other guys go. We saw Eli Holstein commit to Alabama this week um, after LSU was able to get him on campus for a couple visits. That was kind of expected. But then you look at Arch Manning, five-star quarterback, number one overall prospect, Dante Moore, five-star quarterback, uh, and then Jaden Rashada. Those are three, uh, as well as four-star Purdue commit, Ricky Collins in Baton Rouge that LSU, I think, has really been heavily in the mix for. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out because I was talking with a couple sources and around college football. And with these guys, you kind of see a lot of the same schools involved. You see Florida, you see LSU, you see Oregon, you see Miami, you see Texas A&M. And someone's getting left at the altar by a really highly touted quarterback uh, in this cycle. And it's going to be interesting to see who it is. Uh, I think we're seeing Dante Moore stretch his process out. Um, you look at the top quarterbacks in the country, you look at the top 10, which includes Ricky Collins, and one, two, three, four, five, six are committed already. Arch Manning uncommitted, Dante Moore uncommitted, Jane Rashada uncommitted, and Dylan Lonergan uncommitted. The top 10 quarterbacks in the country for the on three consensus right there. From there, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. 
Um, this is, uh, you know, I think a, a credit to LSU and what they've done. Joe Sloan, the entire offensive staff, doing some quality recruiting, um, as well as others on the staff as well. You know, Jaden Rashada uh, being a Cali guy, some, someone that uh, Jamar Kane, for example, has some relationships with, with Pittsburgh High. He went out and saw them uh, last week. This is a, a a good spot to be in entering the summer. You know, there's not a, a, a sense of urgency to land one of these guys. And what I mean by that is LSU has Miles Brennan for this year. They have Jaden Daniels for two years. They have Garrett Nussbier, who they are feeling good about. He redshirted. He's got four years. You got Walker Howard. You've got a good quarterback room. And so, um, you know, now it's a matter of, who do you land? And if you don't land any of these guys in the top 10, where do you go from here? And LSU, I, I do think, is doing a good job of, of stacking the board. And, and Joe Sloan's done a good job of getting out and seeing guys around the country. These dominoes will be key to watch. And you can swing for the fence for Dante Moore because it seems like he might very well take things into the season now, which is wild. So um, the quarterback position is going to be very interesting. But what I do want to go all the way back to now is two commitments LSU got uh, just uh, entering the week uh, of my wedding, and we haven't gotten a chance to record a pod and talk about them. Um, but now with some of the official visit talk, setting the stage for camp, June 3rd and 5th are the first two on the docket for LSU this summer. Let's talk about the two newest commitments for LSU football, Trey Holly and Dalen Austin. Let's start with Trey Holly. In-state prospect, out of Union Parish. He's under 1,000 yards away from breaking the all-time Louisiana State rushing record held by Nick Brosette, who's now on staff at LSU, coincidentally. And Trey Holly jumped on board uh, and, and uh, committed to the Tigers. He's rushed for 5,300 yards and 77 touchdowns the last two seasons. Uh, he's somebody that, you know, at 5'7", 180 pounds, isn't going to jump out at you. Uh, as far as his size, but he does have that low center of gravity that he uses to run through contact. He does have good vision and, you know, does have the ability to make guys miss to an extent. Um, he's not a burner by any means. We've, we've seen his testing um, kind of be all over the place, but more consistently be, I would say, in a sense where you know he's not a burner. burner. Um, but LSU put the press on for him in a big way, wanted him to get on board, and sure enough, uh, he did before uh, the summer really got going. He's a big in-state land. Florida State, Oregon, Tennessee, USC, and others were pushing for him. You know, on the on-three consensus, he's the number hundred, uh, the number one ninety-nine overall prospect, number eight running back nationally. So LSU gets a top ten running back here to join uh, four-star wideout Omarion Miller, four-star tight end Mac Markway, four-star safeties Ryan Yates and Michael Doherty. In the class of 2023. So LSU, and I've said this on our board, I think needs to sign two or three running backs in this class. And so if you get Trey Holly, somebody that you know is going to be a terrific locker room piece, you know uh, is from Louisiana, has that edge to him, certainly could be somebody that probably outperforms what most people think about him that are in the industry, which is this. He has been super productive. He has a lot of wear and tear on him. He doesn't have ridiculous testing stats by any means. But sometimes production does win out. And it's going to be interesting where he falls. 
and he's going to get the Clyde Edwards Elair comparison. But so did Corey Kiner coming out of Cincinnati. He transferred back, was kind of getting overtaken once Armani Goodwin got healthy. Obviously, the running back room had some things sorted out once John Henry got back. And very quickly, Corey Kiner, uh, whether he wanted to be closer to home or not, was falling down the depth chart in spring before Noah Kane walked on campus. So which way will Trey Holly go? That's going to be one of the interesting debates of this class when you look back at it is when they took Trey Holly, who, again, stature and, and kind of some of the testing things is interesting. But when you look at production, obviously, you know, what he's done throughout his entire high school career, will he do that again at the next level? Again, Corey Kiner, I mean, one of the best running backs uh, to come out of the state of Ohio ever. Uh, rushing-wise and performance-wise, they're very similar. Will he be Corey Kiner or will he be Clyde Edwards-Alaire? That's something that Trey Holly's going to have to show us. What we do know is he's probably going to break the all-time Louisiana State rushing record um, and is a terrific young man, a great character guy, and he's got a real natural feel for the position. I mean, you don't rack up that many yards uh, without having a good feel. So we'll see how it works out, but LSU does get running back number one on board. Um Caleb Jackson uh, out of Baton Rouge is another guy who's kind of th not the opposite, but, um, you know, if there's thunder, there's lightning. Caleb Jackson would be lightning, uh, has some really good track times to him, uh, has that straight line speed that's verified, uh, but doesn't have the production um, that Trey Holly has. Um, and and no, not many people are. So those are the guys right there that I would circle right away. They've got other guys uh, that they're recruiting, guys like Sam Singleton out of the state of Florida, guys like uh, Parker Jenkins out of uh, the Lone Star State. Uh, quality, quality prospects still on the board. If they wanted to sign two or three, they potentially could. So running back gets its first addition. And then the defensive backfield got another one. Uh, Dalen Austin out of Long Beach Poly in California committed to the Tigers on Monday. And he's somebody that just got verified at 10 8 100 meter time. He had a really good junior season. He's done it in the return game. He's almost six foot, 176, 180 pounds. And, you know, I think this is somebody that, and we can kind of see this in a way with some of the secondary guys. Ryan Yates played corner for Geyer. I just saw him last week. I'll touch on him in a few. In a few. But he's playing full-time safety now. He's recruited at being safety for LSU. Michael Doherty's been an in-the-box guy for Grayson. Uh, he plays safety. He's probably a nickel-ish guy for LSU. Then you've got Dalen Austin, who probably has the ability to play safety and corner. Um, and, and, you know, he's somebody that has made plays at a very high level. Uh, had a terrific, terrific junior season. Alabama, Georgia, Michigan State, uh, Nebraska, Oregon, Penn State, and USC were the other finalists. But he went ahead and jumped on board. And I could see him still taking some official visits. I think that's that's that makes sense. But he wanted to go ahead and jump on board. He really liked his unofficial visit uh, to LSU. He's going to give the Tigers the last official visit no matter what is what he said. So, you know, California guys, we'll see if they can hold on to him. But this is somebody that trended quickly LSU's way. And he said, I want my spot. I'm jumping on board. So, He's going to be one you're probably going to have to monitor, but a really, really good prospect in the secondary to add uh, for Robert Steeples and or Kerry Cooks. 
That is the rundown on the two commitments for the Tigers. Um, kind of a, a few things here to kind of wrap up, kind of scatter shooting a little bit. Uh, was on the road the last uh, week or so, getting to see some of these prospects. Um, Zalance Hurd, I want to start there. He's probably the most impressive prospect I saw. Uh, he's Adam Monroe Neville. He's a five-star for on three. He's got the measurables. He's got the ability to to show that quickness off um, and what you want as far as um, as far as the the offensive tackle position goes. And I think LSU's in a great spot. You know, there are a lot of other programs after him: um, Texas, Baylor. Um, you know, there there are numerous uh, Florida State. Uh, and and Jackson State as well, um, and Houston. He's got an interesting recruitment. He's got some things I think he needs to work on. Uh, just overall, he's entering his second season playing offensive tackle. He was a defensive lineman at Bastrop before going uh, to Neville to play alongside Will Campbell. But I do I do think LSU sits in a really good spot. I was impressed with what I saw uh, from his physicality and edge. Uh, it's cleaning up the technique a little bit, and and it makes sense. You know, sometimes. And it's competitive practice. You know, he was out there against Matthew Fobbs White, who's got some power five offers uh, and they had some good battles. But if you kind of ticked him off, sometimes he got over, you know, you know, uh, over energized and, you know, kind of lost his technique a little bit. So him being more consistent in his technique is probably what he needs to work on the most. But I mean, you look at him, I mean, he physically could walk into an LSU and look right at home. Um, one of the best prospects physicality wise uh, I've seen in a, in a minute from that perspective. So that's some of my thoughts on Zalance Hurd. I put a pick in on the on three recruiting prediction machine for LSU to land him. I don't necessarily think um, it is something that uh, comes right away or comes anytime soon, but it could happen at any time. That was kind of how he left his decision uh, to me. So Zalance heard. I got to look at. I also got to look at Ryan Yates, the four-star safety committed to LSU. I caught him on his last practice right before his spring game, and he was good. I mean, first of all, I mean he is probably one of the brightest prospects I've interviewed in a while. Really understands the prospect, uh, the process. He's going to take a couple visits, I think, just to check things out. LSU is going to be one of them. He's committed, and he's got that versatility. He's learning the safety position a little bit. He's probably at times a little confused because he's, you know, sometimes be in the spot the corner would need to be versus uh, where he should be as a safety. Uh, but, you know, the good thing for for Ryan Yates is he's got a really good trainer in Texas. Uh, he comes from a really, really good program. And uh, I think he is going to be somebody that will be a solid player for LSU in the secondary um, and, and he's a he's a he's very much a Brian Kelly guy, um, and so I was impressed with what I saw. Again, he's still adjusting to playing that safety position. He doesn't even he didn't play it in seven on seven this spring. He plays it now for Geyer since he's recruited there, uh, and now he's training at that spot. So that'll be uh, somebody to watch as his development over the course of his senior year. And I'm looking forward to getting out there and watching him with Geyer uh, this fall, one of the top programs just overall in Texas, and it, and they'll be gunning uh, for a state championship with Jackson Arnold, the, the Oklahoma quarterback commitment at the helm of things. So that was Ryan Yates. Um, and, and then, you know, I did get a chance to see Omarion Miller 
at North Caddo. And North Caddo, kind of in a tough spot during spring ball. They have probably, I would guesstimate, 25, 30 guys out there. So sometimes it's hard for them to really go hard. And I caught them on a day that they were um, not necessarily going full speed too much. But you can tell Amari and Miller is very smooth. Very, very fluid in his route running. Um, he is by far the best player on that field. So it's tough to see him just kind of practice. But you can see him gear up, gear down. Uh, he's he's very, very smooth. It's going to be a probably a little bit of a battle for him to get the ball in a way consistently this year. K.J. Black, one of the top athletes in Louisiana who's got a couple SEC offers, is going to play quarterback. And he very much looks like a running back, 5'10", 205. Um, they're going to use him to kind of run some sweeps and things like that. Uh, but they'll get Omari and Miller the ball on screens, some jet sweeps. Um, who knows, maybe line him up at Wildcat a little bit um, and throw him the deep ball <laughs> and see what he can come down with. But I do think it might be a little slow sledding, uh, tough sledding for him this year as as far as a senior goes to match some of the numbers he had uh, earlier in his career. But I was impressed with Omari and Miller. Again, he's probably going to take a couple visits and, and kind of make sure things are, you know, in good shape uh, with LSU. Uh, but I was impressed with him and, and, and think that he's a, you know, a good prospect, very worthy of, of being committed to LSU. So um, those are a trio of prospects that I saw this spring that are committed to LSU. We'll see a lot of them, you know, potentially camp. We'll see guys who are uncommitted. We'll see guys that are committed. Um, and then I'm looking forward to the fall. I'm already starting to schedule some trips Got got one on the books if Dalen, Dalen Austin uh, sticks with LSU um, in August, uh, seeing one of his first games. Um, got a couple other of their top targets already, you know, kind of circled for some of those uh, games this fall. So uh, that was just some of my takeaways from the road uh, this spring. Looking forward to camp season uh, at LSU June 3rd, June 5th with the skills and uh, offensive line, defensive line June 10th is the seven-on-seven tournament. Arch Manning will be there. Ricky Collins is expected to be there. Um, Both are also expected to still take their official visits right after that uh, seven-on-seven tournament on the 10th. So that's something to know. And then the Elite Camp on June 16th and 17th, I'll be there as well. So hope you guys enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Mine is going to involve some hot dogs, the pool. But first, I'm going to check out the new Top Gun Really excited about that. So hope you guys have a great weekend and enjoyed this podcast. We will catch you next week as we preview a massive official visit weekend for the Tigers. Leave us a rating, leave us a review wherever you catch the Bengal Tiger podcast, and we will catch you next week. Have a good one, everyone.